suppose, but this was done by scientists. And the amount of energy tra transferred between uh, atoms and micro particles and such in the human body could power a city for an entire week uh, with that level of energy. Now, another study, uh, those studies had continued, and there are a few more that are very interesting, and something in the order of some billions of tens of billions of dollars is kind of a latest uh, look at what that what the human body's physical makeup might be worth. But what what I say that because of and why I am uh, telling you this is that on a raw physical human level, um, we are worth a whole lot more than we think. Generally, we work with an ascending model an ascension model of our pricing structures, right? So we may start with something like a free offer. And that free offer, and I'm actually, at the end, I'll send you the link and you can become a member and I'll post uh, on my free guide for you to craft out your own pricing structure and realize your worth, your true worth, as a free lead uh, gift, right? We often refer to those as a free with purchase or a bonus item to come and join. Um, in a lot of ways, you're joining the New Media Collective room on Clubhouse for free. I mean, it's not really free because time and energy and attention are far greater worth than free, uh, than monetary. But generally, people start with the ascension model of their business, right? They start with the free model uh, free with purchase or free with a call. I'm going to sign up for a call with a client so that we can do a, you know, a 30 minute discovery call. And then at the end of that discovery call, we offer our consultation advice to the person, especially in the services uh, industry, which most of us, I think, are in the service, uh, uh, entrepreneurial service sector. So generally, uh, this first ascension model of pricing starts with a content piece on Instagram or a content piece on Facebook or others. Um, it may be a free door hanger in your local community. So this is the content first step of the ascension model, free, organic. And oftentimes people get into a cycle where they're paying for ads in order to promote this free with purchase cycle and then who wins you got it the facebook's the googles they win right so it's an important piece of this three tier puzzle the pros use uh starting with the content starting with this free ascension model but think about yourself and think about what's happening on your end is your bank account uh reaping the reward of you giving your energy and value out to others? And I would say the answer is most likely a big fat no. In this ascension model, we start with our services and our value and our offer. And we almost can turn into sort of Mother Teresa's of our trade. Um, some people have come up with terms like, um, you know, I'm doing some uh, uh, no cost services for people like city services or rehabilitation services, but that's not what the entrepreneurship game 
is about for us in the end. In the end, we need to make a living. We need to be able to support our families. And most importantly, we need to be able to reinvest in ourselves in order to serve greater and greater numbers of people with our unique purpose and energy. So if you're thinking of the Ascension model, you're thinking free offer first, get them in the door, you're on an email list, and then you sell them. Let's move over to step two or uh, platform two. So this second model, I'm going to go the other way, the other extreme. The second model is what is called the descension model. And coaches use it a lot. Service people use it a lot. And what this is, is presenting this iconic presence out there, out there on social media, in the advertising, in magazines, and presenting this premier presence uh, where you are offering a six-month mentorship, one-to-one premier coaching, one-to-one dietary uh, coaching or exercise coaching or all of the like, right? It could add infinitum. However many of you and your purposes there are, there are that many unique and interesting ways people can develop their life. Now, working with my coach now for approximately six months or so, um, I have been able to be afforded the opportunity to invest in a premier coach that I am, uh, my life has been changed by. And at that level is where I was able to invest in that, you know, six to a year, one-to-one mentorship Uh, very few exact things, right? Not like a syllabus, but this is one-to-one private coaching. um, And it's an exclusive network of people. It's live events with people that rub shoulders um, who I want to be like, um, people serving the world. And generally, these mentorships, these coaching opportunities are in the five digits, correct? So, It could be anywhere in the five digits. And the thing about this type of pricing model at the very top end, and I'll use this analogy. If you go to the Chevrolet dealership, what do you see on the sticker on the door? You see things like 1,500 different options, right? And different option packages and price pointed out to the bill of goods, to the T, to the exact number, because people are looking for the best deal in terms of the lowest cost. In premier relationships, in the descension model, we start with a five-digit, six-digit. Some are are going up into the seven and eight digits for a six-month to a year of workshop, one-on-one intensively. And you got to figure, a person that's making... Uh, seven, eight digits in in their year. They're not really earning money anymore. They're just seeing their stock increase, right? (laughs) Um, These folks that have a 10 million a year are willing to invest at least 15% in media costs. And, you know, you look at 15% of, of a number like that and you see, oh my goodness, that's a whole lot to be able to invest in themselves. So the point I'm trying to make here is look at the disparity between the ascension model and the descension model. One, you start with with 
nickel and diming and uh, your cash flow may be very choked off and you're, you're running lean on, with the free content front end offer. The other is this uh, very beautiful uh, uh, premier coaching model in the five digits, six digits, basically whatever the client can afford. And I'll get to that in a moment. There's a very important reason I bring this up. Uh, I only really speak about money ever when it's publicized because everyone has such a view on money, don't don't we? Everyone has this value system that we've attracted to us uh, during our growing up. It depends on our parents and how our parents viewed money. It depends on if we had financial advisors in our lives as children or not. It depends on if we lived uh, at the poverty line or below and we have no idea what an IRA might be or uh, investments. So it depends on the generation too, doesn't it? Now, Bitcoin is up and down and people are investing over there. So my point is these two pricing extremes are important and they absolutely serve a purpose, don't they? One, you start high. The other, you start low in monetary pricing. If I start in the six-month mentorship one-to-one and I say, you know, to invest in my services one-to-one, six months to a year, I'm there with you each and every day if you need me once a week for sure, uh, hour-long coaching calls, what I'm telling the client is to invest in that is going to be $25,000. And to think about the worth and the value that that $25,000 brings back I can speak from experience that that kind of an investment sort of activates this mysterious law, right? This mysterious law of attraction in the universe. And I'm not paying my coach $25,000 and losing it. I'm recycling that $25,000 out to my coach and I'm actually investing in myself. Now, like I said before, I was in a position to be able to do this with my own uh, teacher pension fund that I earned, actually. I took it out and I invested in myself. And what is happening in my life is the wheels are in motion and that's a beautiful thing. But what about the middle model? What about this middle section? Uh, You know, the Buddha says that middle way is always the best, right? We say that moderation in the West, we want to be moderate about things. So I want to talk a little bit about this missing gap, what I think is a missing gap in the pricing structure of our business. And that's where I really want to implement a discussion with the people on stage, getting your ideas on this and finding out how this might uh, uh, work out together. So this middle way um, is really more of an accelerated uh, time-shifting, time-traveling, if you will, kind of way to implement pricing in your business such that you're able to serve back the energy and purpose to the world that you have while you still get to go to the grocery store and eat, (laughs) while you still get to reinvest back in your business to be of greater uh, service to others. So often these programs come out and what I'm going to call this is kind of the, I don't know, the middle model or the 
the, the one in between, right? Because from this middle pricing model, once that's implemented, we can actually dip down into the free, uh, the free with offer type of pricing, right? Level one. And we can also expand into the, the, the premier, you know, high ticket pricing model. Now, oftentimes, this middle model includes some sort of um, some sort of coaching, but it's more of a group coaching. It includes uh, instruction, but it's not a customized and differentiated instruction. It's more fit to the group that it's serving at the time. Now, I'm running through right now a Bob Proctor uh, 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 example of this. And what Bob Proctor has actually done is he's been so successful implementing pricing models throughout his years in the area of uh, uh, in the area of law of attraction and attracting abundance. And by the way, a little uh, side note: I'm not affiliate of Bob Proctor. I'm not saying this because I'm selling his program. I'm just saying this because I have involved myself in his um, accelerator course. And what those accelerator courses tend to be are short, measurable time periods. They could be 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, but generally 30 days. Generally, they have some sort of lifetime connection to the business, lifetime value, lifetime access to something. And generally, they're somewhere between free and five digits. <laughs> now, I never want to uh, share exact numbers because that's not what I'm about, nor is that what you're about because, you know, that is not what we're here for. What we're here for is to kind of look at uh, how it fits into each of our businesses and what we do. So with that, um, I would absolutely love to open the floor up to uh, first our co-moderators. Um, and like I said, I, I've got a little blueprint model that I want to send to you if you just come be part of the New Media Collective. And we'll do that by you joining the collective and DMing me price. Just DM the word price to me over on Instagram, and I'll be sure that you get this uh, PDF white paper that you can implement on your pricing structure. So I would like to start, sort of kind of pause here at the moment and go to Raj first and, see, and just kind of, what do you, what, how does that land for you, Raj, what I'm saying? So Raj, I'm going to hand you the microphone, my friend, and thank you. For listening. Thank you, Tay. Um, very much appreciated. Um, before I start, I just wanted to welcome Phil on the stage. And I just wanted to give Phil the opportunity to introduce himself to the rest of the people in the room. And then I will um, answer your question, Tay. Thank you. On to you, Phil. Hi, everybody. I am Phil Better. I am the podcast mogul, if you will. I help people make podcasts and grow their podcasts. Hopefully, you guys can hear me all right. Um, I'm doing a new system with uh, Clubhouse right now, trying it out. But yeah, I help people podcast and I love coaching people about podcasting. I have five podcasts that I do myself, as well as help uh, my clients get their podcasts into the top 10 and top 3% of podcasts worldwide. Thank you so much, Phil. And for those of you, in the beginning, I mentioned we are doing something innovative and new with the New Media Collective on Clubhouse, and that is we are turning our clubhouses into podcasts. And the brand new podcast is entitled 
Billion Dollar Mind. And it's by the New Media Collective and myself, and it will be um, sent out to uh, several of the platforms, like podcast platforms. And so this uh, current room is actually, as I mentioned in the beginning, under uh, being recorded so that we can produce it as a podcast. And that's a beautiful way for you and your business to get some networking and find some reach out there, courtesy of you know, that abundance that we all share. And I want to make that a service that I provide for the New Media Collective. So, Phil, thank you so much for being the most innovative podcasting mind I know. And you are the podcast mogul, my friend. So with that, I'm going to give the microphone to Raj. What say you about the pricing lecture today? Thank you, Tate. Um Okay, I have noticed that we have a, 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 about three new people on the stage. So after I'm, I've spoken, I will pass the mic on to them and we will start with Azan. But um, the answer to your question, so very interesting because um, we have actually, funny enough, realigned our pricing due to COVID. So um, during the last year, we have seen that Businesses have struggled, some have failed, some have closed due to not being able to keep themselves open and sustain their businesses. So um, in 2021, what we decided was that we wanted to restructure our pricing so it's affordable for uh, businesses still to be able to market themselves. Now, you may think that sometimes being too cheap is too good to be true, and the answer is yes. But sometimes, um, if you look at the kind of packages that we have, so I'll give you a prime example. Like one of my social media marketing and content creation packages, it starts at the bronze level and it goes up to the platinum level. So you can ultimately see from gold, you can, sorry, from a bronze, gold, diamond, and platinum, from each service, you will get a different level of um, um, integration in terms of like what we can do on each on each package. So what we have done is we've actually realigned ourselves in order to help businesses now my purpose is to actually help businesses even now to protect themselves from any future pandemics that could be not covid specifically there could be another outbreak we don't know what the future holds so if there's any future pandemic my ultimate aim is and my purpose is to help businesses to go online and sustain their business even though they have a, like a, let's say like a shop or something, right? So the idea is to help them have an online presence so they're still making money. Now, sometimes being too expensive is not good either because then you're losing money and you're not actually gaining the clients to actually um, sustain yourself as a business. So then it, it's basically a double-edged sword. So even you're too cheap, but people think you're not great. You're a, if you're too cheap, your services are not brilliant and you're an amateur be too expensive, then you're not affordable. So then the middle ground sometimes can work, but not necessarily. Because if you look at it, and how do you price yourself on the middle ground? So let's say, for example, like today, I had a conversation with a PR company from uh, the States, and they were charging some, <laughs> some ridiculous amounts of money for some services that they provide. And that's to get into press media and to get the blue ticks. Now, there is a way to do that, because obviously, like if, if you're in the media and you're impressed, then you do ultimately get the blue ticks. Now, they were charging something along the lines of like five, six figures, right? And even probably slightly more. Now, if you're investing that in your business, how are you supposed to make a return on that? 
right? And just by featuring in the media doesn't necessarily going to gain you business. It just gives you presence. So this is what people need to understand that when you're investing your funds, just understand where you're investing it and who you're investing it with. Now, for example, with my agency, my pricing structure is um, pretty affordable and it's affordable to help businesses. And that's my purpose here. And that's the reason why I've had to realign my prices. Now, if we were in normal times, my bronze package will be not as cheap as it is right now. You know, it will be pretty, it will be affordable and it will be affordable because the economy will be booming. And because economies are not booming around the world, we've had to realign our prices due to that. And it's only due to COVID. Um, but I think um, during um, economic breakdowns in countries due to recessions as well, in 2008 as well, when the recession hit, I didn't have my agency, but I know that businesses were struggling then as well. So we have to always remember that when there's a crash in a in a country and when the economies go um, a bit a little bit sideways, we do have to look at our pricing and we have to look at in order to sustain the business within that country, how can we help others in order to sustain yourself, but help them get to where they want to get to as well. Um, I hope that makes sense to uh, 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 Tate. But um, what I wanted to do was, though, I wanted to just um, bring forth the people that are on stage. Is that okay, Tate? Um, I just wanted to yes, give, give them absolutely. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, so we've got a few new people on stage. We've got Azan, we've got Cameron, I think, and Joanna. So um, if you guys can introduce yourself, just a quick introduction, a 15-second intro. Um, and we will start with Azan, and then you can pass the mic on to the next person to your right, and so forth. And then we will go, and then we will get back to the topic. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, sure. Um, so, Tate, thanks for inviting me to come into this room. Uh, I think I've learned a lot. Um, thanks, Raj, for that. Um, really quick introduction. Um, I'm from Bangalore, India. Uh, my family is mostly into real estate. Uh, but I grad I studied entrepreneurship in USC and came back about five years ago. Um, we started out doing co living and co working spaces, but over the last two years have pivoted into uh, uh, creating a sort of new age creative agency and media house um, that's focused on the creative economy space. Um, so super excited to be here and to learn from all of you. I'm Azan. I'm done speaking. Thank you. Okay, Chamaroon, I think it is. Um, do you want to yeah, this is, yeah, thank you for having me. This podcast is great. Uh, this is Chairman T. Um, I have an entrepreneur for a couple of years. I'm originally from Cambodia. Um, it's Southeast Asia. If you don't know the region, it's bordered Thailand and Vietnam. And, um, and I'm a great nature. I love outdoors and I love traveling and enjoying other stuff and helping people get from de to their destination safely and sound. So this is Chairman T. Thank you for having me. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Raj, for helping us. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is the largest room we've had, and we're growing with quality, not quantity, in the New Media Collective. And it's so beautiful to have all of you here with us today. So I would like to kind of return. Is that everybody? I want to just check and see. Did Johanna get a chance to introduce herself? I did not. I was just uh, waiting to oh, know. Johanna, I'm so, 
Yes, I'm so sorry, uh, Johanna. Why don't you go ahead, please? I'm so sorry that we missed you. Fine. I thought you would be reacting to each uh, each person's speech, so that's why I was waiting for you to to speak. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Joanna. Like you just said, uh, I am a podcast podcaster since uh, March. I'm French, so my podcast is in French. The name is Bridouini, uh, and in that I talk about society issues through poetry. And uh, yeah, I'm here to share, and I'm enjoying Clubhouse experience since I came here, and this is it. I'm done speaking. Thanks. Thank you, Johanna. It's lovely to have you here. It's lovely to have everyone here. And Rhonda and Akanksha, it's great to have you in the room in the audience, as well as JC and Miss, welcome. So we were speaking about pricing models and value, and often how our pricing fails our purpose by talking about a dispersed pricing model, the ascension model, the descension model, or this in-the-middle model, this hub model that comes out. So I want to hand the mic over to Zavi and ask you how you've found success in your pricing models for your business. I know you do uh, uh, several different businesses, communication coaches, coaching, as well as fitness and nutrition. So Zavi, I'd like to hear from you, my friend. Well, thank you for having me on. Very excited to connect with all of you once again uh, that have joined us here as part of the New Media Collective. Um, first and foremost, what comes to mind is a, a labor of love when it comes to pricing. What that means to me is creating programs at a customized rate for the needs of the individual that you are serving. As Raj was alluding to with the state of global economy, uh, there are those that can afford high ticket offers and those that cannot. In my experience in the last two to three years of working in the field of communication coaching, functional health and wellness, that oftentimes those that need my services the most are not able to pay a high ticket price. So although high ticket offers are the mainstay of what I do with my clients, uh, I employ both a ascension and descension model in that I'm willing to meet my customer where they are in the process of personal transformation. Uh, now, I would say this applies most uh, pertinently to health and fitness in that it is a luxury good and a luxury service uh, that in my mind is incredibly important, but also not quite as important as growing one's business. Therefore, in communication coaching, my prices are a bit more steadfast. Uh, what I found to be relevant with that process as well is that somebody is willing to invest more in their business and the potential of increasing further revenue and income, especially as an entrepreneur, rather than their health and fitness. Now, I think both are relevant, both are important, but I've found lower ticket offers in the realm of health and fitness to be the most rewarding, the most profitable, and high ticket offers to be the most rewarding and profitable in communication coaching. So what I would invite us all to consider is what target audience are we serving with those offers? And as Tate alluded to, what do I feel I am worth in that industry? How do I stand out to my competitors, my colleagues, 
What is my unique voice? What do I have to share? And then building a structured price model around that to serve those that come in your door. Uh, without further ado, I'm done speaking. And thank you, Tate, for uh, bringing me back on to uh, shoot the shoot, as it were. Uh, shoot the you-know-what, right? <laughs> I don't know if Clubhouse has <laughs> exactly. profanity detectors yet. <laughs> but um, I will tell you that it is time to allow the room, the beautiful people in this room with your immense value. I would like to hear from you. Now, my opinion is my opinion. It's what I've discovered over the six years that I've been in the marketing space. Your opinion is important as well, and especially important since we are recording this room and sending it out on our podcast. So please be feel free to mention your name and your business and who you are and how to get in touch with you at the beginning or end of your share. So we're going to go popcorn style. And for those of you that love popcorn, you know what that is. And I think I don't know anyone that doesn't love popcorn, but um, I'm going to just put myself on mute. And I would love it if here's the rules for popcorn style. Just unmute, introduce yourself, your business, and do your share. And take a moderate amount of time so that others can share. And then at the end, we're going to try something new. Our room has grown large enough for this. Let's say something like, I am complete. Or whatever your version of that is so that the next person knows to share. So with that, I am complete. I'll be the brave one and go first. Um, yeah, I just want to uh, just say that like this has been one of the great rooms that I've been uh, been part of, thanks to Tate um, for bringing me in and being open to the idea of uh, recording this as a podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about sharing this uh, knowledge that has been here that uh, Tate has given uh, his time researching and that, and Raj being an amazing co-mod and Zavi as well. Um, I'm complete. Thank you, Phil. Really appreciate what you're doing for us and being innovative with Clubhouse Podcasting. Hey guys, it's Rod Singer. Um, does anyone have any shares to make um, in terms of um, how pricing fails um, your purpose in your business? Um, if you do, um, as Tate said, do feel free to share. And perhaps you will get some tips today. Who knows? There are some amazing mods here on stage and we all come from different backgrounds and we all can add some value today. So we want you all to walk away with some form of value um do unmute and do uh give us a share thank you and i'm complete okay i'll give this a crack so um as i'm speaking um i joined towards the second half of this conversation so i'm I'm still um uh, maybe incomplete on context but i'll share what i know um we've started a creative agency and media house in bangalore about six months ago um, the last four years, I was running a real estate business. This was a, our pivot. Um, and initially, 
our intention was let's take every customer we can get, no matter what price they're willing to pay, because this is a new business to us. We have to go in and kind of earn our stripes. Um, and over the last two months, what we've realized is that because we took that approach, we're kind of stuck with multiple small clients um, who are just as demanding as some of our newer, bigger clients, but um, it's just not the most efficient use of our of our re- human resources and our time. Um, and now we're in the in in the in a funny situation where we have to kind of filter out some of the clients that do, might not make sense for our long term vision. Um, and kind of divert those resources towards bigger clients and limit the number of clients that we want to onboard um, to our agency and to our media house. So that's just something that I went through that I wanted to share with you guys. I don't know if this makes sense for y'all, but um, I'm Amazon and I'm done speaking. Thank you. Absolutely, Azan. It makes a lot of sense to me in terms of meeting our clients where they're at. So thank you for being sensitive and providing that empathy out there to clients. Who do we have next? And like Raj said, value in this room means listening and being able to share. So please don't feel, uh, don't hesitate to share information about yourself uh, and and your business. And I'm happy to be able to um, make you part of our podcast. So I'm going to mute. And I'm complete for now. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, This is Joanna again. Um, I have a background in social psychology. So our price, I mean, the price of the station is quite standardized in most countries, I believe. Uh, But I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about, I I do paintings. Um, I started like uh, five years ago now. And... um, the first time I had to ex- exhibit my work in a gallery, I was really struggling about uh, how to price it, actually. Uh, should I be actually uh, price it uh, according to the time I've been investing? Or should I be pricing according to uh, my competitors and just be equal to their price? Or um, should I just... <laughs> Anyways, it was a huge question for me, uh, and I'm going to keep going with this. I'm going to try to do more exhibitions uh, regarding that. So I'll be curious to have everyone's first experience and how they moved along with their price, like what are their paths to pricing. I hope I was clear enough, and uh, this was Joanna oh. complete. Joanna, you are super clear on that, and artists. I mean, how do you put a value on art, right? Other than the uh, competing values of other people around you. Who has something that they would like to share to provide some value to Johanna about this artwork uh, question she has, whether to look at her competitor's pricing or to set her own? And I'll just leave that question in the air for anyone to answer. I'll get on to that one. No, sorry, Missy, go on. Yeah, Miss, go right ahead. I was just going to say that um, if I were you, I would definitely like price it according to what I feel um, it would be worth. And for me, that's like what you, however many hours it takes to put into that, 
um, how much you feel you deserve um, for all those hours, plus like the materials and everything like that. So that's how I would say it. And you also have competitors that you can use to, um, you can use your competitors to kind of gauge like what prices are the most um, competitive and stuff like that. But still, like, as long as that's factoring in all the hours that you put in, that's just how I do things. Like when I used to have my bakery, I just kind of like made my own prices according to what I felt I deserved. Thank you, miss. Really appreciate that. Seeing value in ourselves is not a natural thing generally, right? And I love that you gave Johanna that idea. So Johanna, would you like to reply or share anything back? Um, I think it is a totally like valid um, thought. Um, I'm still, I, I'm going to have to print it in, I guess. Um, but it's hard, let's say, to not be tempted to uh, uh, get my price equal to any competitor. So that, that's my biggest uh, conflict here, my biggest struggle, I guess. So I'll, I'll kid it in, let's say. <laughs> Thank you. I'm complete. Awesome, Johanna. Good luck with the art. Uh, it can be very difficult in a, in, a, in a career of social psychology where there may be more standard pricing. So you can use competitors. And then to just jump into this uh, black box, I want to say white box, like it's wide open for pricing. Like what's a Van Gogh worth? Well, probably more after the artist has passed on, right? Unfortunately. But um, there are many artists out there that, uh, that are doing quite well. I was actually looking at pricing for a Peter Max, an original um, because I was putting together a vision list for items. I love Peter Max's paintings. And I, I found that he was rather reasonable for some originals, uh, around the forty to 50,000 per original. And then I looked up uh, a Chihuly, Ch uh, Dale Chihuly's Glass Art, based in uh, Seattle, Washington. And one of those, you know, you're looking in the millions. So, it's so difficult to price. And so that's where I feel that uh, the old adage is, what's it worth? Whatever they'll pay. Um, now that goes totally against my ethical structures that are taught into me, right? But let's think of it this way. What happens if I disservice my clients by undervaluing them? In other words, I have a $10 million client who's ready to invest five digits and I say, oh, it'll be $199 for six months. Generally, he or she or they will pass up on the opportunity because it isn't valuable to them. So we have to be sensitive, of course, to our clients and who they are. So perhaps those people in the middle of the boat, those people ready for an accelerator course, Perhaps they're ready for a $1,000 course. Perhaps they're ready for that, uh, that to invest in themselves. Uh, whereas perhaps the folks that are at the bottom of the model are only willing to invest $99 or $7 a week or something. So it all just kind of depends on quite a few things, but value is such a big subject. So thank you so much for sharing the artistic journey with us, Johanna. And Miss, thank you for 
uh, the retort. So I'm going to pass the mic on to the next person who'd like to inquire or ask a question, uh, who has something on their heart or their mind about their business pertaining to their pricing. Hi, Kate. It's Lou. Um, I um, run Tech Tips with Lou, and I've been a web developer, designer, photographer, and all things creative and tech for a very long time. And I think one of the things for me is about not being clear about my pricing, and that's what has failed me, not being clear. So if anyone has any tips to kind of support in the clarity of my pricing, I'd be very appreciative. Who's got some clarity tips for Lou? Yeah, Lou, I can chime in there and say that I've been all over the map historically with pricing. But one of the things that I find helpful as an introductory process is simply to identify three tiers of pricing that are relevant to your gift. Those being a scaled option and an opportunity for people to engage at different price points with different value offers. So for example, is Tate, Raj, and I have mentioned, high ticket offers generally are you delivering everything that you can to the client, uh, depending on what industry you're in. And a low ticket offer would be something that's very approachable and can identify or resonate, we should say, a broader audience. That high ticket offer is going to be more specific. So just working within that structure has been helpful for me to identify Amidst the plethora of things I could deliver to a client, what does a high-ticket offer truly entail? Well, typically, a tremendous amount of my time, a lot of value, a lot of coaching sessions, and a lot of deliverables. Whereas my course on communication that just came out a few weeks ago, no duh, is six weeks of communication coaching wherein I don't do any one-on-ones with people, but it is a value offer that's approachable, that can resonate with a broad audience from coaches to entrepreneurs. And there's a nice little taste of what I do one-on-one long-term with clients. So maybe thinking in that structure could be helpful. Uh, I am complete and curious to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Zavi. That was beautiful. I like what you said about exhausting all of your time resources that you have to invest. That's that premier top tier. That's a beautiful statement. So Lou, I want to go back to you to see if you have a, a response. Thank you very much, Savvy. Um, I appreciate your your kind of feedback and having different tiers for different things. Um, yeah, I'm definitely resonating with that. And, uh, you know, that's kind of in the pipeline. But, uh, yeah, I'm really appreciative for your uh, expert and professional feedback. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zavi, and thank you, Lou, so much. It's so awesome always to see your pink background. I always know it's you, Lou. Welcome and glad to have you here. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Who else has a question? Who's our next popcorn kernel to pop? Hi, Tay. I'm just going to go back to Lou on this one. Um, Lou, like you can also look at... um, um what your competitors are charging so for example you could do some market research um on that and then you can not charge the same price because obviously if they're your competitors you want to be as competitive as you can so you get the business and you can probably slightly underprice it um because what we do is um in terms of like what zavi said as well um one of my services is um priced in different tiers 
and it depends on what um and it's not going to be um affordable for everyone you see so um for example my platinum won't be affordable for most businesses probably but some might be able to afford my gold or my or my diamond uh, package you see so i've got different packages but what i've done is i've actually done a bit of market research into what my competitors are charging and i've just slightly underpriced it and then what that does is it makes it although we are providing a quality service we're at the same time quite competitive in price so it makes it more affordable for our clients um i don't know if that helps at all Yes, it does. Thank you, Raj. I mean, I've I've got a number of different clients that are essentially in the kind of different price brackets, and uh, but absolutely looking at um, competitors and what they're charging, um, and and then kind of you know leveling up or, or down or whatever the value. Um, that sounds really good. What you could also do is um, this is just a pro tip, um, and I've done this for my business and it worked very well. Is that um, um, if you go into my Instagram uh, bio, you will see there's a link in there. If you click in there, there's a third link, which has click here to work with us. And it's a short questionnaire. And in that questionnaire, there's a set of questions that you can ask your prospects. And part of that question is your budget. And then you could set a price bracket for each budget. So um, my top end, I think it's about 3000 And then it, it basically goes to other. So if someone has a higher budget than 3000 then they could check the other box and then they could put down their price, what they can afford. And there was, and like the way the questionnaire is set out, it's set out to determine what the client can uh, actually afford and what the price range is. So you're actually getting the client to tell you what their budget is. So I don't know if that helps as well, because I, I think that's a good way to determine how to price your services as well. Absolutely, that 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 sounds amazing, Raj. Thank you. I'm gonna hop onto your Instagram and uh, go through that process now. Thank you so much. No problem. I love it. I love it when. Uh, that moment when connection happens and that third mind, almost a mastermind comes through and Lou and Raj, we just had one of those moments. So thank you. Um, I also wanted to offer another piece of information that I've come to know, and that is the commoditization of my niche. So commodities, of course, products that are really too big to fail in a way and they need to be sort of monitored or regulated or some and in some ways you know digital marketing services with my company Innovatoa where I do business uh, marketing for businesses on Google on Facebook ads that's more commoditized than is my coaching business because I can Go into Facebook, into Google, onto any local uh, listing and see what people are charging. And in fact, one of uh, my clients, my clients, one of uh, my competitors here in Denver, uh, it's actually here in my neighborhood, put out their pricing schedule. And what they're doing is, is essentially, um, you know, a set rate for the month. And that set rate is pretty reasonable. But once you add Google onto Facebook and the services of Facebook, uh, we're additionally going to be doing uh, some Instagram uh, posting as well. That same amount is added on top and then bundled and then reduced slightly, right? So I have to keep up with the commodities, like keeping up with the Kardashians, keep up with the commodities and what things are worth. It's a little more difficult in the area of art, of course. Um, so 
uh, in art and in a less commoditized field, um, it can be a little bit more tricky. So does anyone have any ideas for that less commoditized field as opposed to the competitive research, how you value yourself? Um, I'm going to jump in because my, my world, I, I do podcasting, create podcasting and all that. And that's, it's, it's a weird world. It's like, uh, art, um, that you have to find your perfect price point. But I always look at what do I value my time at? I value my time at X amount per hour. And then I would, I would price the artwork or my skills at that point. Like, I value my time is an, uh, an hour of my time is worth a hundred dollars. So if I'm going to give coaching to someone, I'm going to charge them a hundred dollars an hour. So if you value your painting, your technique, your style, how many years did you put in to learning your art and how long did it take you? You can price it that way. Uh, since it's a uncommoditized uh, skill that you have, I'm Phil and I'm done. Anyone else have something to add? Yeah, this is Shim speaking. Um, I was going to also give, is it Lou that was asking? Um, presentation is always key because once you can lose a client, if you don't have, you can communicate all day long, but if you don't do your presentation and make sure everybody see the product, the price point could be great, but the presentation doesn't go great. And then you can lose your value or use your client with a high ticket or a low ticket sale. Thank you. I'll land the mic. Beautiful, Shabron. Thank you for that input. Does anyone else have any ideas here? If not, I'm going to say this. What just sparked my, my mind is exactly uh, what has kind of come through this conversation, which um, those that know me know that I have... Uh, 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 survived through addiction in my life. And one of the first exercises over a decade ago that they had me do in my counseling was add up the cost of all of your previous uh, behavior. So adding up the cost, right, of everything, the hospital stay, uh, the, the money I didn't earn, the opportunity costs, add all of that up. And somewhere along the line, I recognized that it was a half a million dollars. Now, today, I take that and add that part into my coaching because much of what I have learned, I have learned through the, the struggle and survival and thriving in life as a human being with, with issues and troubles. So that's also part of my value. If I add up the cost of all the schooling that I've attended over the cross section of years that it's been, and then I add that big giant number up and I do some math on it, you know, and divide it into the number of clients that I wish to serve. It's almost as if I come up with kind of an average order value, right? Now we can't control the future. Uh, we can only set our price in such a way that it is first accessible and ethical, no gouging, and of course, uh, being uh, accessible means that 
people will come back. People will jump in. So that accessibility is important. I also need to put my pricing at a point where it does value the client in that sort of reverse, in that sort of reverse psychology manner. If I charge them less and less and less, what is it that Walmart has done? Now, I don't, I'm not picking on Walmart. I'm just saying, what is it that the race to the bottom in pricing has done? It's caused a greater amount of demand for a lesser amount of pay. It's created lower quality in physical products. We can see this particularly. So in order for us to serve an experience, a world-class experience to our clients, part of that is embedded in our pricing model. The person that comes in to take an accelerator course with me that's uh, investing $1,000 in themselves over the course of 30, 60, or 90 days in a system that they have access to me, but not one-on-one, kind of like uh, what um, uh, what was said before, that client is getting the perfect value for where they are in their life right now. I think our challenge is to come up with, is to come up with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, is to come up with, three separate tiers sort of thing. Maybe it's four, maybe it's two. Come up with three major tiers that are basically in that neighborhood of a price point. And then we put it through the design it, test it out, and evaluate it cycle, the cycle of the entrepreneur. We, we set it out in motion. We ask questions about it. We evaluate it. If it doesn't work, we try something different. And oftentimes this can be done on Instagram simply by stating, you know, what kind of services I'm offering and what is it that, uh, which would you choose, right? This or that kind of things in our stories. So we can kind of do a little bit of uh, basic market research too. So I think this conversation is the most amazing conversation that we've had thus far. And we've had some really good ones in the, in the new media collective clubhouse. And those that know me know that I do not like to have the marathon rooms. I, my brain gets crazy after about 45 minutes. So generally we go about 90 minutes and I want to thank you for sticking around all the way into the outro here as we kind of wrap things up. And I mentioned earlier that we were going to, uh, I was going to give you a free planning guide, and I indeed am a man of my words. So I am going to ask you to DM me on Instagram the word price, and I will send you that planner, that digital planner guide that you can implement right away. So I will uh, send that over to you. Just DM me price, and I would like to hand it over for any last minute announcements that Raj has. Raj being our, uh, my, my brain, basically, my, my right-hand uh, evaluation brain, because I sometimes get caught in the vision. So I appreciate you, Raj. And Raj has been with me here from the start in the New Media Collective. He's a fantastic guy. So Raj, what do you say for uh, your exit statement here? I just want to say uh, thank you, Tate, for passing the mic over. Um, thank you everyone for turning up today. Much, much appreciated. Very grateful. Um, those of you that didn't get an opportunity to talk, we do apologize. Obviously, the time of the essence. Um, do come next week. Um, sorry, not next week, Thursday. 
And I believe that uh, we have another room running um, around about three o'clock, I believe it is, Mountain Time, maybe 8 p.m. UK time. And um, we will be talking about marketing tips, I believe it is, Tate, correct me if I'm wrong. And um, that one will be very interesting because you can then um, answer questions to the panel and we'll be able to help you. Um, one thing I will say is follow all the mods as that opens up more rooms for you on Clubhouse. Also follow us on our show, on our socials. And everyone in this room today, if you can follow us, um, especially myself, I'm going to be screenshotting this room and I will tag you on my Instagram story, which will give you more interaction, probably leverage to your page. And um, that's it for now. Um, I'm going to pass the mic over to Phil. I, I don't know if Phil's got anything he wants to plug or anything he wants to say on the outro, but I'm done speaking for now. Thank you, Tate. On to you, Phil. Thank you so much, Raj and Tate, for having this amazing room. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank every single one of you for showing up, sharing your story, sharing your, your challenges, but also asking the questions and being part of this. Um, please do add me if you have anything you want help with regarding podcasting. I do know we have, I believe, Joanna, who has a podcast herself. I, I am someone who loves helping people with podcasting. I thoroughly enjoy it, uh, just talking podcasting and just being a nerd regarding podcasting. So please do reach out to me. But overall, I want to thank everybody for being here. Your guys helped create an amazing episode for Tate on his first podcast. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, that's everything. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. And thank you, Raj. And thank you all for being in the room today. Most of all, thank you out there too in the podcast world for listening to this first test episode of Billion Dollar Mind podcast. If you want to be part of a live episode and speak up here on stage with us, simply tap the link in my Instagram bio and join our private community. So the last thing I want to say is uh, this is not a community of one. Uh, this is a community of many, and we are a growing community of 200 over on Facebook and another 50 in WhatsApp. And we are wanting to encourage others to come and join us who you think would benefit from all sorts of entrepreneurial information, connection, and networking. So with that, please enjoy the rest of your day. And if you, as always, if you have questions, go ahead and DM me over on Instagram. And I do want to thank Raj again and Phil for uh, recording this episode. And if you want to listen to the episode, just stay tuned on my bio or on my uh, Instagram for an IGTV version of it. And of course, I would love to be able to tag each and every one of you in that episode so that you can get some shine out there. So again, thank you. Hello, family. We're trying something new in the New Media Collective today. Uh, this is a test pilot episode, one of two of our new podcasts, The Billion Dollar Mind, directly from Clubhouse. So fair warning, this Clubhouse room today is being recorded for those purposes. So welcome to the BD, uh, BDG New Media Collective, um, a podcast hosted by me, Tate Anderson, and the Collective. So please help me to welcome our co-moderators to the room. Um, and we will start with giving the mic over to Anthony. Would you please introduce yourself, my friend? Anthony Sabatino, welcome. Thank you, Tate. Yes, 
Um, so my name is Anthony Sabatino. I am the CEO and founder of my company called ASTF Solutions. Um, so I have started coaching for a few years. And what we do now is we are a business consulting company um, working with all different ranges of companies through a large a mass of uh, staff and revenue. Um, so basically, um, that's what we're up to now. Um, we've been you know, running the company for a few years. Um, we're based here in New York City. Um, and looking forward to learning a little bit more about everybody else in the room. Awesome, Anthony. It's so great to have you here. I know that we met a while back um, with uh, one of the number one growth agencies out there in social land, and it's been amazing to watch your page develop, and it's so beautiful to have you in the room today. So uh, with that, I'm going to hand the mic over to Raj Singh to introduce himself. Thank you, Tate. Uh, my name is Raj Singh, as Tate said. I'm from London, UK. You probably can tell from my accent. And um, I am I'm the founder, director, and head of public relations of my agency, Exclusive PR. And we help uh, businesses find their way and make money online and offline. So we offer a variety of services where we provide solutions for businesses that don't know how to market and want some kind of presence. I'm also the founder, director for a record label that offers 100% of income back into artist pockets. And my profiles across all social media actually has loads of free marketing uh, tips, stats, trends, and what to look out for. So we follow the trends and then we repurpose those onto our socials. Um, and more recently, I've been involved in a mental health project, which is to help men's mental health. And it's a project called Mendable, which is uh, going to make a massive difference to men worldwide. Do check out my socials for that, and I'm done speaking for now. Thank you, Tate. You're welcome, Raj. It's so great to have you in the room, and someday I want to hear you play the beautiful drum that you play. I know that you're a musician yourself and that you help musicians, so one of these days we'll have to do like an audio version of a, of a drumming for, uh, for, for the clubhouse. So Awesome. So I'm going to hand the mic over to Zavi, Zavi Donabedian our communications expert in the room today. Yes, thank you, Tate. My name is Zavi B, Zavi Donabedian. I'm the owner of Stoked Communication, which is a platform that coaches stoked entrepreneurs in the art of masterful communication to create clarity in their personal and professional relationships. Uh, I also work as a functional medicine practitioner and work with clients uh, from all aspects of lifestyle, mental, emotional, nutritional, and physical. Uh, my journey began with uh, morbid obesity when I was a kid, and I got early on into personal growth and development and have found my mainstay in communication coaching uh, from both a personal and business perspective. Grateful to be here today. Thank you, Tate. What up, Stoker? <laughs> that is the lingo. Yes, indeed. I love that. I love the little buzzwords that come come up in our businesses. You know, what up, Stoker? Um, all of these little uh, pieces, and Zavi, you are a great example of someone who has uh, lived through, um, as I think we all have, lived through the difficulties in life and turned them into success in a major way. So glad to have you in the New Media Collective room today. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, our podcast mogul, Phil, our tech guy behind the scenes running the podcast today. Like to have you introduce yourself, my friend. 
Thank you very much, Tate. Uh, I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul or the self-proclaimed podcast mogul because I have too many podcasts. And uh, anyways, um, I help entrepreneurs, business owners leverage the use of podcasting to get their ideal client warmed up and ready to buy their products uh, by having them either being a guest on the podcast or just listening to the podcast and showing their authoritativeness in their niche and their competence of their job. Um, I, uh, I had the honor of meeting Tate and I sold him on the idea of all the lost knowledge in his, uh, clubhouses on the idea of having this billion dollar mind podcast going on out to the world so that more people can learn and, uh, take advantage of the knowledge that he is able to bring together in these, uh, uh, clubhouse rooms. So, uh, thank you very much for all being a part of it and, uh, Tate, I'm done. Thanks, Phil. Thank you so much for changing the way that uh, Clubhouse can run for us and be able to produce uh, and amplify our voices out to the many, uh, no matter how many people are on stage. What we believe in the Billion Dollar Growth New Media Collective is that quality is always going to be uh, important over quantity. And at the same time, sometimes you know, we work so hard that we are uh, hustling so hard, I should say, that uh, the efficiency factor and the diminishing return laws come in and we start to burn out. And um, one, of, uh, one of my coaching, uh, one of my uh, business ventures uh, is that I am a business coach and um, I uh, help people identify that awareness uh, and their purpose and turn that into actionable blueprints. Um, and on the business end of coaching, um, I work with premier uh, clients one-to-one over a longer term. I also am excited to be producing a 30-day accelerator for those that are um, interested in niching themselves toward their purpose, right? So that's kind of what I do here, and I facilitate the New Media Collective and the our mission, it's interesting, with our New Media Collective, our mission has been to become um, a solid group of quality entrepreneurs who belong to a top-notch mastermind. And currently we have 16 successful entrepreneurs that are acting as a guiding and steering sort of group, a conscious of the group, so to speak. And these are some values that they mentioned about the New Media Collective. Number one, they want to belong to a top-notch mastermind. Number two, they want a multi-platform approach to integration. Number three, a safe platform to emerge from the pack and ascend. That's a big one right there because the pack is so large and to ascend is, uh, <laughs> to ascend is amazing. And so uh, number four is quiet strategy and effortless mastery. Five is congruence with, quote, new wealth values. Six is genuine engagement and honest accountability. And the last one is, am I undervaluing myself and always remembering what my true worth truly is? And the 16 members uh, meet weekly on a Zoom call to sort of guide the growth. And over the course of the next 50 days, we want to grow 500 people. And who knows in 2022, where we'll be at. So with that being said, 
The idea of today is pitching. Thank you for joining the New Media Collective on how pricing fails our purpose today. And I will see you out there in the cyberspace. And I will be ending the room in five, four, three.